Welcome to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Limitless Estates, where Kyle and Lolita talk to top experts and seasoned passive investors in the business to help provide clarity and key insights to keep you safe on your journey to financial freedom. Our goal is to help you get educated on how to create passive income for you and your family using real estate as your vehicle. If you enjoy the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. Now, here are your hosts, Kyle and Lolita. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. I'm your co-host, Lolita, also joined by Kyle. Before we get started, please make sure to head over to our website, www.limitless-estates.com, and grab our free Passive Investor's Guide. And if you're interested in learning more about what we do, you can schedule a call with Kyle on our website as well. All right, now let's get into our show. On today's show, we have David Wood joining us. David, what a privilege to have you on with us. How are you? I'm good today, and thanks for having me on the show, guys. Great. Well, before we head into today's interview, here's a little bit about David. David is a former consulting actuary to Fortune 100 companies. He has built the world's largest coaching business, becoming number one on Google for Life Coaching, and coaching thousands of hours in 12 countries around the globe. David coaches high-performing business owners to double revenue, along with doubling their time off by focusing on less and being 30% more courageous in their business and career. Listeners, what a treat we have for you today. So David, let's not waste any time and get right into it. Can you take it from here and tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you currently do? Yeah, sure. I I started in Australia very left-brained. That's how I grew up. And it was all, all about numbers and systems and business and making money. And uh, I was good at it. And then I discovered someone sent me to a personal growth course and I discovered that I knew nothing about vulnerability, authenticity, true leadership, true connection. And so the last half of my life has been catching up with all of these things. And now I'm unwilling to coach people just on making more money. If they want that, they should go to someone else. But more money is better than less money. So let's make more money. Let's double your time off. And how are you showing up in the world as a partner, as a parent, as a leader, as a human Are you getting everything you want so that on your deathbed, you can look back and say, I gave it everything. That's what I really want for my, for my clients. Awesome. Awesome. Love that. And let's start by, if you don't mind going a little bit deeper into your background of your story and how you became a life coach, because it just doesn't happen overnight. I'm sure there's some training involved as well, but what led you to want to be a life coach and tell us a little bit more deeper background of that story. Yeah, thank you. Well, I was in New York, so I'd I'd gotten a job in the, in the big smoke and I thought I had it made. I was consulting for Sony Music and Chanel, Ford, Exxon, and I was like 24, 25, 26. And then I did this personal growth course, and I thought they were just out to get my money. I just thought I'm going to get in and get out. I don't want to be a self-help junkie who can't think for himself. I had all these viewpoints about that world. And in the course, I started coaching people almost accidentally, someone would be stuck and I'd say, well, did you hear what the teacher said yesterday? Did you try that? And overnight, I changed somebody's life. She had been holding on to something for 10 years in her marriage, a big secret. And I coached her to find the courage to come clean and to confess and risk everything purely for more connection. And she did it. And she came back and said that her and her husband were so in love 
walking on air, they felt like, for the whole weekend. And I was hooked. I'm like, this coaching stuff is amazing. Look what happened to her overnight. What could happen if I actually got some training? So I went and, and signed up for a course, and I went and got professionally trained. And that was back in 1998. And I I just I can't imagine doing anything else. I love putting the puzzle pieces together because when you're in it, they say you can't read the label from inside the jar. So, you know, I need coaching for my own life because I can't see all the pieces, but from outside of someone else's life, I can work some magic and that's a lot of fun. Yeah, awesome. I love that story. So talk to us about the importance of having a coach. You just mentioned that even you need a coach. I think there's a lot of people out there that think that you need a coach for everything, right? Even MBA and and athletes have coaches. And then there's other people that say, hey, I'm doing really well. I'm very successful. What do I need a coach for? So how can having a coach really affect your life? And at what level, maybe, you know, why do successful people still need coaches? Well, your timing's good because I just realized this week, I I got this lesson very strongly. I see myself as someone very self-driven, very independent and brilliant. That's my view of myself. There are other things that aren't so good, but I I have these things going for me. And so I can do a lot alone. I can be self-motivated. I can create goals. I can go for them. I can take massive action. I can do a lot of that. But there come times in my life when I am lost because I'm the one who's in it. And I'll give you an example from this week. My uh, roommate, I, I have a tenant downstairs, but it's kind of a share situation And there was a lot of noise happening at one o'clock in the morning and I couldn't sleep. And so I was really upset by this and I was trying to set a boundary and I wanted to say, if it happens again, you're out, Uh, you know, kindly and lovingly. I wanted to say that, but I was worried that was going to make things worse because he'd already said it won't happen again. And I needed to set this boundary. But anyway, I was so lost in it. I was spending hours looping, trying to find the right words. And should I just let it go because it's going to make things worse or should it not? This was a great example of where I'm so in it, I don't have the clarity of distance. And so I got coaching and I got really good coaching on how to view it. And, and I was able, I got help to get to my truth. And in the end, so I'll cut to the end of the story. I realized I needed to speak my truth. Even if it made things worse, I needed to set a boundary and say, I just need to let you know, I can forgive it once, I can't forgive it twice. So you're on notice. And so I did that and I spoke my truth and it ended up working out great. He said, I promise it won't happen again. And so that's all done. But the agonizing. And so when, I, when I'm when i coaching a, a client, all of my clients are smart. All of them are successful. I don't work with anyone else, but they come to me because they realize that there are things that they're not seeing. And by speaking it out, sometimes I, I just got off a, a call 15 minutes ago with a brilliant guy. And I said, what was useful about this session? He said, well, some of it's therapy, some of it's coaching. And a lot of it was me coming up with my own answers. And I said, yeah, well, who else could come up with those answers? Really? And he's like, yeah. So it's it's in the space that he would get to see things that just in his own head wouldn't happen. The best coaching is probably going to produce the client coming up with their own answers and their own path. If, you, if you're getting something else, it's not 
we don't call it coaching. We call it advising or mentoring or consulting or something else. Yep. Awesome. So what are the most common mistakes or not maybe mistakes, challenges a lot of your clients face prior to hiring you or anyone as a coach? I, I think there's probably some mindset things there, or execution. What, what are some of the common challenges? Yeah. Well, the first thing is trying to do it all alone. I, I think that's crazy. We come from a culture like in, in America, if you built a railroad single-handedly, you're a hero. If you built it with a consortium of 200 people, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, nice job. So we kind of have this lone ranger hero syndrome. If Bill Gates has got to be one of the wealthiest people on the planet, can say everyone needs a coach and, and Tiger Woods, I'm dating myself now. I don't follow golf, but you know, so if the best golfer in the world is still working with a coach, then it's pretty arrogant for the rest of us to say, well, yeah, everyone else should have a coach, but not me. So that's one trap. Another trap is FOMO, fear of missing out. Let's suppose you got a business. You might have five different target markets that you want to help. But if you try and help five different target markets, you're not going to do very well. Mm -hmm. Then Within each of those target markets, there might be five different problems you want to solve. Again, you're getting too scattered. Then marketing methods. Yeah, I want to do social media. I want to do paid ads. I want free traffic. I want search engine optimization. I want alliances. I want to do direct marketing. Maybe one of those is going to be the one that makes me a multimillionaire. But if I try and do all of them, I'm going to suck. So shiny object syndrome is an epidemic among humans in general, and it's getting worse for us because there are more and more options. If I want entertainment, it used to be I had five TV channels in Australia growing up. Now I've got unlimited. I've got access to any show that I want. I've got social media if I want to go and you know get lost in TikTok or, or YouTube. And then I've got my business or my job with all the things I want to do. Then I've got my personal life and all the things I want to do. I might want to get better at the piano and I want to be outdoors more and I want to do all these things. And if we try and do them all, we do get a payoff. The payoff is dopamine and adrenaline. So we can get some chemicals that feel good, but the downside is stress and we're going to make less money and we're going to have less time off. And ultimately, I think we're going to be less happy. What I'm a huge advocate for is Get clear on what 12 months success looks like. What would have you do the happy dance? Write it down crystal clear. For some people, that takes some work. And then once you have that, we work backwards from there. Because if you don't even know what success looks like in 12 months, how are you going to know what to say no to today? How how are you going to know? Yeah, very good. So in golf, we actually say aim small, miss small, right? Which means just you got to be hyper focused. So even when you're aiming at a green, or are you aiming at like the right corner of a tree with a leaf or a branch, right? And so aim small, miss small is what we talk about. And that's all about being focused. So I love that you said that. So my next question, where does where does coaching help the person the most? Is it more mindset? Is it more execution? Or is it kind of a combination of both? You know, every person seems to be different. For some people, it's the visioning. Just no one said to them, sit down and start writing. And it's not until that happens that they go, oh, okay, what do I want? They may not realize that they got 20 goals and that's too many. You know, all right, pick the top five, put the rest in a drawer. So for some people, it's the big picture stuff. For other people, it's translating that. 
into daily action because 12 months is pie in the sky. It's so far out there. So some people need it to be layered. All right, what's three months look like? And then what's your weekly plan? Like what are you committed to in the next seven days? And equally important, what will you agree with yourself not to do? And that's really hard. I will not check Facebook before four o'clock. I will not check email before 11 a.m. I will not work on these five projects that I want to work on because I won't do a good job of them. I will commit to these things. Now, you know, it sounds so simple, but it's not so easy and a lot of us don't do it. And again, that's fine if entertainment is your goal. If you just want entertainment and just want to cruise, I got no problem with that. But if you're like, no, I want to make more money, I want more time off, I want to feel closer with my kids, I want my body to feel fit and healthy, if you really want these things and they're not happening, then I suggest you listen to this. That's when this becomes really important. So sometimes it's the big picture, sometimes it's translating it to daily action so that people are moving towards those goals at a faster pace. And then for others, it could be mindset. Our minds are corrupt. I've never said that before. Our minds are corrupt. I I noticed in the last two days how my brain was looping because there was noise at 1 a.m. The next night, I'm worried there's going to be noise tonight. It's not very practical. It's not very reasonable, but that's what the mind was doing. And so I got coaching to help shift my mindset and to confront all the good things that were happening around the house instead of bringing up all the bad things. So I think mindset is everything. It's more important than anything else we've talked about. And yet it's hard to appreciate because again, you can't see, can't read the label from inside the jar. Yep. Agreed. Completely agree. Talk to us about the importance of being courageous in your business decisions. Alita mentioned it when she was introing you about being more courageous. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, As a kid, I think I let fear run me. Now, I didn't know this and it didn't seem unusual because everyone was doing the same thing, but I never stood up to the bully and just, I wish just once I had punched a bully on the nose and taken a beating. Or I didn't ask a lot of girls out that I was attracted to because I was worried they'd say no. And it felt lousy. It feels terrible to know something would could feel right for you and express and not go for it because you don't want to hear a no or you don't want to fail. It feels lousy. And who wants that on their deathbed? That's regret. So I found later in life, particularly as I started getting more coaching, I started leaning into almost everything that I was afraid of. I was afraid of height, so I took up paragliding. I was afraid of abandonment because of my my childhood. And so I date in open relationships where we're dating multiple partners. I'd lean into my fears. Now, I'm not saying you should go and do all of those things, but I believe it, it can definitely serve in life because you don't have to wonder, what if I'd gone for it? No, go for it, find out. And then, yeah, maybe it's awkward. Maybe it's uncomfortable, but at least you know you went for it. Some examples in business, you might want a celebrity to endorse your product. It was so scary for me to go and ask Richard Branson to write the forward to my book and to ask Jack Canfield to write the forward to my book and tell him that he was my backup. Like if Richard Branson said no, would he be my backup? That was all scary, scary stuff. 
And yet I got to do it. I got to feel proud of myself because I took a shot. And then as a bonus, Richard Branson said no and Jack Canfield said yes. And I, and I got the result. So my question for listeners is, here's an exercise that I highly recommend. Take you five minutes, write at the top of a piece of paper, what would I do if I was fearless? And you can create some quadrants on the paper. Maybe one quadrant is business. One quadrant might be my personal life, just just me. One might be my family and one might be friends. What would I do? What would I say if I was fearless? And this is a good way to start finding your edge. It might be I will invest in one multifamily project a year for the next five years. It might be I will go and get a mentor to help me double my success. It might be I'm going to go and ask out someone I've been attracted to. You know, whatever it is, it might be I'm going to finally say to someone, hey, this doesn't work for me. Can we change it? Or I have a desire. There's something I want in the bedroom and I haven't brought it up because it might be really scary and awkward, but hey, I'm going to take a shot. I'm not saying you have to do any of these things. You're not committing. You're just writing it down to find out where your edges are. And then you might want to circle two or three. Say, all right. If I was feeling extra courageous this week, 30% more courageous, which of these things would I take on? You don't have to go and do the big things that might get you in jail or have your partner leave you or get you fired. You don't have to do those big things, but take on something that would be an edge for you. And then if that felt good to do those things, maybe it didn't feel good doing it, but you love how it felt afterwards, you might go and circle two or three more things. Faster way, work with a coach. But you can totally do this on your own. It's just a little harder sometimes without that moral support. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Talk to us about scaling your business a little bit. So you, you know, obviously started from just finding out about life coaching to now being the number one life coach on Google. That takes a lot of time and effort and energy. But talk to us about some of the secrets to your success as far as getting to the point where you're now number one from starting from almost nothing. We've got some multifamily investors who listen to this who are trying to grow their business and would, I, I think we can relate those two to one another. Oh, interesting. Okay. And I want to clarify, that's a historic achievement. I, I was number one on Google, but as, as you alluded to, it takes a lot of effort to stay up there and I, I couldn't be bothered. So I'm now, now I'm, I'm way down in the rankings. It's not something I focus on. But how did I get there? I think one thing, and now I, I realize I'm repeating myself, but I went and hired one of the best coaches in my country. I was in Australia at the time. And I was like, how fast do I want to go? That's the question. That's the big question to ask yourself. How fast do I want to go? Am I okay with my current pace? If you are, don't change anything. But I wasn't. I was building a coaching business. I was new to it. And I wanted to get there really fast. So I went and hired one of the best coaches in Australia. And she taught me a lot. She said, well, what marketing methods feel good to you? I'm like, I don't know. And then we went through them all. And one of them that she suggested was speaking. Scary as hell. Like the first step was was she she suggested I get my friends over to my house, book a date, have friends over, practice my speech in front of them, and get testimonials from them. Terrifying. But once I'd done that, the next step was to reach out and get myself booked at a local local club. So coaching was one thing. Another principle is taking massive action. 
Tony Robbins talks about this, and I think it's so true. Don't call one potential client. Call 50. You know, for the search to become number one on Google, I had to research how to do it and then put a lot of work into it and then come up with some ideas that maybe no one else was doing. I didn't just dabble. I went full on into it and then was number one out of 23 million results. That was that was a result. So that's the second principle is massive action, not not a little bit of action. And then the third one we've also covered is where's your edge? What's scary for you? And are you willing to lean into it, dance with it instead of leaning back? I'll give you another example from my life right now is I decided I want to get into acting. It wasn't even a decision. I just have been in my head for years. And finally, I started telling people, you know, one day I'd like to move to LA and pursue acting full time. And I, I started saying it more. And then someone reached out to me and said, I'm going to audition for a local play. They're doing Dracula. Do you want to come with me and audition? Part of me is like, hell no, I don't know what I'm doing. And the other part was like, well, this is my edge. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll read some lines. And if they like it, I'll read some more. Guess what? You are looking at the next Dracula. Wow. wow congratulations. That's Thank awesome. You. Yeah. In a paid production, I'm getting paid. So I'm actually <laughs> now a professional, well, not even, not even quotes. I'm literally a professional actor, but this came out of, oh, and at the same time I went and auditioned for an improv troupe that has an audience member tell a story and then they play back the story. And they said yes as well. So now I'm, I'm running in two productions and doing rehearsals and whatever. But that's an example of something that was scary. And I decided to lean into that edge to see what happens. And who knows what's going to come out. Already some really good things. So those are three principles that I think have served me well and that seem to serve my clients really well as I keep nudging them to plan. I keep nudging them to align their daily actions with that and to set boundaries and say no to things. I encourage them to take massive action if there's something they really want. And I encourage them to lean into those areas that are scary for them. We don't want to go too far because that can be traumatic, but there's a sweet spot. You don't want to be stagnant and live in your comfort zone all the time. You don't want to do things that are traumatizing. You want to find that edge and write it. Love it. Lolita is going to take us into our final four questions. Are you ready? I don't know. Let's find out. Choosing the right insurance coverage for multifamily properties isn't that complicated, if you know who to talk to. At the Garzella Group, we're uniquely qualified to help you navigate the range of policy choices you have, and we're committed to saving you 30% in the process. We do intensive market research and have nationwide relationships, so we can find coverage other insurance brokers simply can't. We should talk. Go to quotenow.biz and we'll start the conversation. (laughs) All right, David, here we go. So what is the one tool you use in your daily lifestyle that you could not do without? Trello. I love Mm Trello.com for making lists. I use it with my housemate. I use it with my assistant. I have three assistants and I use it with all three of them. So I think Trello is so cool. You can add things and move things from, from column to column. That's a cool one. I'm going to smuggle in a second one, Loom, loom.com, mm-hmm. L-O-O-M, for just creating a video in seconds and then it gives you a link that you can send to someone. You don't have to send large video files. That's been a game changer for training 
people and also for tricky conversations where I don't want to do an email and I don't <laughs> want to do a phone call because I might screw it up. I'll do a video. And if I don't like the video, I can do it again. And mm-hmm. then I can send the it's video. So, yeah. Can you tell us a story about one of your biggest mistakes in business? And what is the main takeaway for our listeners? One of my biggest mistakes. Yeah, I think. And it's hard to call anything a mistake because you learn from it. But but I think I spent a lot of time serving a target market that didn't have a lot of money. And uh, so I was working with coaches and, and I was getting so many coaches in startup mode and I knew how to do it. So I'd help them. And yeah, I made, I made good money doing it, but it was uphill because they don't, they don't even know if they're going to be making money. 80% of them are going to fail. Those are the statistics. And so it doesn't make sense for them to pay me big money for a shot mm-hmm. at something. So when I finally got that and I switched to working with people who are already making money, they're already doing well, and I'm going to help them go further, financially, it made my life a lot easier. What is it that you need to do now to grow your life to the next level? Ooh. <laughs> well, probably continue to have a, a, a housemate or a subtenant, even though I want to live alone, because that will force me to grow. Continue to pursue acting. It feels like a growth edge for me. I want to know what it means and how to do it well. And so I'm, I'm really uh, diving into that. If I wasn't, there'd be no, there'd be very little growth. I think we do need a catalyst. Now, hiring a coach is, again, it's another way to do it, getting in a mastermind, going and doing an immersive course. I've right now got at least one acting coach. I think I'm going to get a second one. I've got two directors to give me feedback. So there's a lot of input that I'm getting. If we just go as a lone ranger, it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. All right. And finally, where can people find out more about you? Thank you. I created a link for listeners uh, with a gift basket of goodies. So I'll tell you what they get, what you get, and then the link. So you can go to a hidden page on my site and get this. I've got a checklist with what we talked about today and five things we didn't get to talk about today. If you want to achieve twice as much in half the time, there's a short video on how to do it. If you want to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that too at the same link. It's called Tough Conversations with David Wood. And if you think coaching is something that might help you go higher and further, then there'll be a link there where you can get on the phone with me and we'll find out if we're a fit. And all of these things can happen at myfocusgift.com. I want to give you the gift of focus. So what better link than myfocusgift.com? Great. Thanks, David. That was so incredibly valuable. We appreciate your time and for being on the show today with us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on the show, Kyle and Lolita. Thanks, David. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. You can also go to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate group on Facebook so you can connect with Kyle and Lolita and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show. Subscribe too so that you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, head on over to Limitless-Estates.com. If you're interested in partnering with Kyle and Lolita, sign up on the Contact Us page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode.